1: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome to today's program. Our special guest is TJ. I was just talking to him at a quip. I was like, bro, we got to get you on the program. So I see TJ at these events and it's hard to, I try to podcast as much as I can when I go to these events. Sometimes I'm just mingling and so I was like, Hey, let's, let's catch up afterwards. So we hopped on a uh, StreamYard call and uh, you'll get to hear that on today's program. Thanks to the episode sponsor, that's our friends at Jobber. If you guys are not using a CRM to run your business, maybe you're using sticky notes. Maybe you're using paper invoices with coffee stains on them. That's how I used to run my business, Mr. Producer. <laughs> Back in the chunk in the truck days, man, we were raggedy. But not anymore. Things are professional now with Jobber. If I have a quote to send out, I shoot it out in Jobber. The customer says, Looks good, Paul. Let's proceed. Boom. Send it as an invoice, and they can just pay me directly online. Get paid faster with Jobber. There's no more waiting for the check in the mail. I cannot tell you how many times in my life I put the key in the mailbox, turn it slowly. My heart starts racing. I open the mailbox. More times than not, the check ain't in the dang mail. and I start getting mad. The other people are looking at me like, why is this guy mad? I needed money, man. I needed the money. It ain't in there. It ain't in the mailbox. They told me the check was in the mail, Marty. That isn't, not anymore, guys. A jobber, you can you can see what's going on. It will actually tell you when your customer saw or opened the invoice. No more excuses. You know they saw it, and then boom, they can just pay you online. I I'm 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 joking around here, but I'm being serious at the same time. You do not want to be clunky on your cash flow, and uh, with Jobber you can get your customers' cards on file as well. Charge their cards um, accordingly, as agreed upon in writing. You know, for uh, if you're doing like weekly maintenance or whatever, and you just want to or, or monthly um, charge. You can just charge your card. So uh, you can find out more about Jobber. It's got way more than just invoicing. You can um, have all your communication there with your customers, and your work history is all documented, and, and many, many other benefits. Um, it's a CRM that I recommend. It's called Jobber dot jobber.com forward slash Paul to get started today. All right. Well, without further ado, guys, here's my boy TJ. Um, the audio on this one, I had a blunder of, um, I got a new, uh, podcasting thing called the roadcaster pro two, which you think would be better than the roadcaster pro one Marty, right? It's more expensive. It's shinier. It's new. I'm trying to figure this thing out. Y'all it's driving me crazy. I, I, uh, somehow it this podcast didn't record on my roadcaster and it recorded on my computer so it drive me crazy but it was such a good conversation with tj uh i think you'll enjoy it anyway and we'll we'll get all these um technical difficulties ironed out Uh, drives me crazy but anyway um without further ado here's my conversation with tj
2: i'm good how are you good do you go by troy or tj I typically go by Troy, but all my customers call me TJ, so I do not care. You know what I mean? It's how many people call um, Sean Spencer? They just call him Spencer. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: Uh, my initials are PJ, but no nobody calls me PJ. But that would be cool.
2: (laughs) I like that. So, how was the Equip Expo, man? For for your experience. I enjoyed it. I, I liked it a he- heck of a lot more than last year because I feel like last year, um, not as many people went, I guess you can say. I definitely think I saw a huge difference um, in the sense last year actually was my first year, um, but they had just reopened it after not having it in 2020. So I think some people maybe still didn't go. I feel like it was easier to, you know, get done what you wanted to do last year. And there really wasn't lines for demos and stuff like that. But this year, just it was it was crazy. The amount of people there, Um, the events like uh, Influencer Live, Energize and stuff like that, just looking in the back of the room and the people that didn't have a seat because of how many people were there, you know, so it's just wild. Networking was a huge thing, you know absolutely who did you get
1: to network with um brand wise peer wise what you know what, what kind of was your plan of attack and, and what you get accomplished
2: oh paul i don't know if we have enough time to cover everybody but <laughs> so i'll tell you what i was really happy um i think one of the highlights of while i was there i was literally uh i did one of those videos um just like a, a cover of everything we did at equip Expo on on youtube channel and like the first shot was i started from one side of the whole building to another and sped it up um and that shot as i stopped recording that i turn around and johnny with blades grass lawn care was standing there and he recognized me now don't get me wrong i still do have a fairly small youtube channel so when people recognize me it's so like it's surreal now because it's like oh wow you know i know people always come up to people like you brian fullerton keith Kelfis. And the fact that that's starting to happen, especially with somebody like Johnny of Blades Ass Long Lawn Care, that was wild.
1: Well, I, I went three years before I started my podcast and all that, and ain't nobody knew who I was. Uh, <laughs> so, so I just would go and look at the stuff and hang out. So this is yeah. a new dynamic when a grown man asked me for a picture. I'm like, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So
2: anyway, <laughs> John,
1: John, I say all that to say, I know what it's like just to go and ain't, ain't nobody knew who I was. But nah, um, I hear you. That's what I'm. Um,
2: yeah, right. besides, besides him, um, obviously the Spencers. I'm trying to like think off the top of my head who else I had. Obviously Brian Fullerton, um, talking to uh, – obviously be on his podcast again sometime soon. I was on it a while ago, and I was like, dude, so much has changed. Can we redo that? Can I get back on and just talk about it? Um, besides him, I mean, like I feel like if there's one person that I did not see that was not only here this year, but also last year I didn't see him, was Stanley DirtMonkey. Everybody saw him. Apparently, like there's like five of him at the show because everybody's seen him. I didn't get to see him once. I, I saw him twice. So there he you was, go. <laughs> he, he
1: was there and he's he was a busy man, man. He was he was hustling and grinding. And that's I what everybody told him. me. Yeah. He I don't know if he knows my name's Paul Jameson because he only he only ever called me Jameson. Like, Jameson, hey, good to see you, Jameson. we got to be in touch, Jameson. And he just kept walking by. Like, I'll I'll take it. So <laughs> Apparently called Fullerton. So what 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 other uh, takeaways did you have from the show? I thought it, I've gone five years and this by far I thought was the best one I've ever attended. I, oh, I thought yeah. it was great.
2: Um, I'm trying to think besides obviously like I love going at least last year. I, I look at it this way. Last year was my first year and I tried doing everything, which I think the best mentality you can have going into Equip Expo is you're most likely not going to cover every single thing that they have there, even in the, the three ish days, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was rushing around and I, 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 had fun last year, but I, it kind of took away from me, you know, doing the networking side of being there, you know? Mm-hmm. So this year I went in with a plan, which everybody always says you want to have a plan when you go there of what you want to get done that this year I had my plan. Um, day one was inside. I wanted to cover whatever boots I wanted to go see if someone came up to talk cool let's do it if I saw somebody awesome put the camera on make some content out of it is what it is uh, day number two, it was a little warmer outside so that's why I wanted to do the demo uh, area, mm. the second day, the third day was whatever I didn't get to cover go back and do it then you know, totally. So overall, you thought it was uh, productive. I think that this year was unbelievably amazing and you know what it's not just uh what you make of it it's the people around you that you know when you go you have fun um The the sheer amount of new equipment and material that you take from other people, like I always say, whenever you're talking to someone who also has a business, maybe a better business or something like that, always listen, don't talk, retain the information because I I, obviously if someone has a better business than I do, I am just going to listen, 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 don't open my mouth because I want to hear how he got to where he is and kind of take from that. You always learn from other people's mistakes. If they say, oh, I moved too fast, then you know what? Take from that. You know what I mean? So that was a huge thing I also took from uh, being there this year. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening. I was listening back to the Kid Contractor podcast today. I I, I was there
1: live while they're recording it, but I, right. I, I re-listened to it again uh, with Andy Mulder. and he was talking about because his business is uh, debt free and he's very successful. But he talked about how he moves a little slower than you know other people that are lightning speed. Uh, he's got to move a little slower, but that—that's the pace that makes sense for the way he's building his business. And so he's someone I really respect in this industry.
2: When, when you say that, uh, it reminded me like I, I was there and when Caleb Allman said, I actually don't even remember if it was on his podcast, but at some point he did say um, that owning a business is like writing a book in reverse. You know where you want to be and then you just have to write the rest of it. That is something that stu- like, stuck with me. And yeah, I on my phone, I was taking notes about, um, I mean, Alex Kirby said some stuff that like I put down that as soon as I got home, I told my, my guys that like, hey, I want to start having weekly meetings. I don't want it to be on Monday, I tell you. This is what the week is. And on Friday you leave. I want it to be on Friday. You tell me how you felt the work week went any changes you guys want to make. Cause this is not just the business that I have and you're making me money. This is the business that we are trying to grow together. And this is a family, you know what I mean?
1: Mm, that's good. That's good. Well, Troy, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business and, and, and uh, what's changed since you've been on the Fullerton unfiltered. <laughs> I know a lot of folks that listen to our program, um, listen to Brian's show as well, but um, maybe for somebody who, who didn't hear your original story, uh, bring us up to speed.
2: Well, I will say there's a part of the story that does get pretty heavy and deep as to, as to how and why I have my business. I'll say that now. And I actually have not shared that on pal- podcast before. I made a video about it on my YouTube channel at like, let's say 200 subscribers that maybe had 37 views. No one saw it. But yeah,
1: 37 people saw it.
2: (laughs) Well, you know what? I was probably five of those 37. I I went back and watched it a few times. Um, But yeah, so long story short, the fact that the name of the business is TJ Lawn and Landscape is mainly because, well, my name is Troy. My dad's name was Jim. Uh, I, I will definitely say the term long story short at least like five times in this whole thing. But that's because I try to, you know, but yeah. Long story short, if his name was Jim and my name is Troy, it was TJ Lawn and Landscape, because when I was about 12 years old, he did pass away. And when I was very young, um, I would be he would push me into sports because him and his brother were into sports um, and that was fine. I enjoyed sports. But around like sixth grade, I got a little chunky. I started needing glasses and I just started to absolutely suck at sports. So when I would cut the lawn and he would say, you know, you're getting better every week, that was the type of thing that we would bond over. You know, we didn't necessarily have too much time to play like video games and stuff like that because of his work schedule in school. Um, Every once in a while we play like, you know, PGA tour and stuff like that, whatever. But if there was one thing my dad and I bonded over, it was cutting the grass. And I wow. said, Dad, one day we're going to do that together. Obviously, we were not able to do that. So that stuck with me. That was the thing I told him. That was the last thing I told him I wanted to do with him. That uh, obviously around 16, I needed to buy a car. At least in NY state, that's, that's the driving age. Um, and my mom helped me. Let's say the car was $8,000. I put out four. She put out four. And I paid the rest. I wasn't even done paying her back when I was like, mom, I want to sell this car and buy a truck. I have this part-time mowing gig where I walk my mower to houses in the neighborhood. And I don't want to be walking anymore. I want to be a little more professional about it. I want to put that more in the bed of my truck. Mm-hmm. And she goes, but Troy, you haven't paid me back for your car yet. And I'm like, mom, I can promise you. I, I can, I put myself in other people's shoes when I tell them something that's crazy. Um, and I'm like, mom, this is going to work. Just trust me. Six, some years later. Right. But anyway, um, So I did that. I I sold that car. I bought a truck. That truck probably lasted maybe a year or so before it just absolutely pooped the bed. I'll say that, uh, that I needed to get a new one and I did not have the money for that. So yes, I did actually have a a family member co-finance. I had the, uh, it was a 2014 Ram 1500. I had that truck maybe two years before I decided to uh, upgrade and get the, uh, the 2,500 that I have now. I bought that 2,500 last year in August, and I would have never assumed just a few months later, I would have my second 2,500. We're actually looking to buy a third truck soon. So while I will go back in this story, I'm just trying to say like, yes, I was about 16, 17 with a push mower in the bed of my truck. And now at 23, uh, last year I was solo. I now have five guys and we did, uh, we did about a quarter million this year when last year we just hit over six figures, you know? So this was a great year for us. Wow. And what city are you in up there? Uh, we are in Monmouth County, New Jersey, more specifically Howell. Okay. Um, yeah. So besides that, like I said, um, I, I, around 17, 18, when I was in high school, um, a guy that was working with me, a friend of mine, again, we just had push mowers at the time, said that his uh, girlfriend's father had a landscape business, and I should talk to him to get some advice. And again, I'll try to make this quick. I hate being very long-winded, but uh, he I talked to him for advice. I trusted him. He told me one day, hey, come to my storage locker if you don't mind. I need some help taking stuff out. I thought I was just helping him clean it. He puts aside all this stuff that he knows does work and all this stuff that he knows does not work and said, hey, take whatever you want. And I was like, are you serious? That was my first like commercial weed whacker. I didn't want to be, um, I guess you could say, greedy. And he had a blower there. I didn't take it, but he, he was about to give me all this equipment and just said like, Hey, whatever works, works. Was it the stuff working or was it the stuff that needed repaired? A little bit of both. I did take some stuff that worked and some stuff to be repaired. And I'll tell you what I learned off of that stuff on how to service my equipment. I always do that myself. Um, But around prom, uh, we had done, we had done his properties for him whenever he couldn't. And around prom, I was like, Hey, do you mind just knocking out just a few that I had? Maybe I had 10, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was 18 years old. I probably had 10 properties. Uh, And I said, Hey, can you do that on a Friday? He said, yes. Saturday, I get a call from a customer saying their property wasn't done. And I explained to them, Hey, I just had somebody, you know, to cover me, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he forgot. Second customer calls and said that they were forgot. And I said, Oh, well, again, I apologize. Yada, yada. Third customer that calls, I just say your property wasn't done. Was it? So I actually said this whole story at the event that we had Wednesday night at uh, Equip Expo um, to Blake Albertson and Keith Kalfas. And that is specifically why I'm sharing it tonight with you, because they told me, Troy, you need to say this all again. Neither you do it on a podcast, on a video. Someone needs to hear this because it's going to help somebody in some way. Again, very long winded. But I looked at my happiness back then as three different things, the business that I had, the girlfriend that I had for two or three months. And, hey, I was 18. I thought I was going to marry her, Paul. Come on. (laughs) So and then I had friends that, you know, I I thought were like family. So the fact that my business was taken from me that quick, it was like a slap in the face that this is life. Stuff happens. And I started driving to my girlfriend's house and I called her and I said, hey, I need to talk to you. I'm just not doing very well. Um, And again, 18 years old. Let's just say she had a different priority to rather than me telling her, Hey, I'm in a deep spot right now. I just want to get some stuff off my chest. She would have rather just do something else. Let's say that I'm not going to say what. Um, and then I was like, wow, another 33%. I lost 66% of my happiness just like that. Um, and it was a terrible mentality to have, but this is where I said before that it gets very heavy. And I, I hope that it's okay to say this stuff, but long story short, if the, if there was not a cop sitting there. I probably would have crashed my truck into a tree that night. And I told myself, you know what? If, if this does not do the deed, he's going to save me. And I don't want that to happen. So it's because of that cop that was sitting there. I turned around and told my mom, mom, I need help. I am not in a good spot right now. Um, And like I said, I mean, I told my friends, all of this stuff, they didn't know how to react. They didn't experience any of this stuff. And I took that as because they didn't say anything that they didn't care. And it was a terrible mentality to have long, long, long story short, I did go to a psych ward for five days, um, and completely changed my mind on how, how amazing life is. And, you know, things get better for two different reasons. I met a guy in there that completely changed my perspective on life the first day. Um, and somebody, somebody else told me, Troy, you are too young to think that things don't get better for yourself. And guess what? Six years ago, I would have never assumed that, yes, I would have five employees, two trucks. We are going to be doing two crews next year and a quarter of a million dollar business. I could keep talking about it, but I apologize. Very long winded. So that's my startup story. (laughs) That's wild,
1: Troy. Great resiliency and uh, perseverance, man. And and I'm proud of you for not giving up and fighting through those those difficult times. Thank you. So how how would you recap? Um, oh, your boy Fullerton just uh, texted me. <laughs> um, how would you recap this year going from that hundred thousand ish to two hundred and fifty thousand? You know, it's a lot more customers, a lot more work. You guys are doing. How does yeah. how that um, move in in size of your business and responsibilities? And what what did you kind of learn from that massive growth?
2: I I could say. If there's one thing that I learned in growing my business, it's just is you're going to make mistakes, learn how to over uh, like adapt and overcome very quickly. Right. Corey Ballard, I think, said it was maybe on Brian's podcast that his biggest obstacle was getting out of his own way when he Mm -hmm. realized like he has this business and has all these guys behind him. Right. Mm -hmm. That he's the one that kind of like puts his arms out and says, this is what we got to do. Do it like I do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And when he realized that should not be the way you do it anymore. If you have five guys, put them in front of you, let mm-hmm. them do what they got to do. Don't hold them back. Don't just be like, this is how it has to happen. Blah, blah, blah. But have that mentality. You know, you have a path that you want to go on, right? If you see one of your guys start going off a little bit, pull them back in. Mm-hmm. Th- him saying that I think is that sentence alone, is what helped me this year in the sense that yes, last year I was by myself. I wanted to get employees at the beginning of the year. I had a huge mentality of, I need these guys to do what I need done the way I want it done. Um, And then I listened to him say that. And the second half of the year I is when I decided, you know what I need to teach my guy, one of my guys to become a foreman. I need him to drive the truck. He learns how to drive the truck. All right, let's put the trailer on the truck now. And you need to learn how to drive the truck and trailer. You need to learn like, You know, all the mowers, you know, all the houses, Hey, these are the customers and, you know, be be personable, talk with them, blah, blah, blah. Cause I I am trying to teach you that you're going to be the foreman of this truck whenever I can't be there. And so, yeah, this year I would have never assumed after being solo last year that I wouldn't be in the truck for the past few months. I've been sending my guys out. And again, it's all, you got to get out of your own way. I would have never assumed that I would do that in one year of just like really like having employees, and pushing my business. So if there's one thing I can say is like, you, you got to listen to people. If you're not listening to podcasts, obviously, if you're listening to this, you do watch, you do listen to podcasts, but listen to other people and what's helped them. Because I always say in my videos, what helped somebody may not work for somebody else, but try it. You got to grab some mud, throw it in the wall and see what sticks. You know what I mean? I want to ask you about the five
1: employees. Uh, mm-hmm. As the host of this podcast, I constantly get the same feedback questions. And something that is the hot button topic of this year has been how do you retain an employee? Because it's, it used to be you pay guys 12, 13 bucks an hour. Now it's 15, 16, 17, 18 at the just to get them in Mm. the door and then keeping them is a challenge because they could go work at target or Costco, or we have a chicken plant down the road from where Mm. I live. That's, you know, offering 25 bucks plus a signing bonus and Mm. you work inside. And it's just like, what's been your recipe? Um, so you don't have massive turnover with those five guys, or maybe you have, what have you learned from this labor, um, challenge?
2: Um, I don't even know where to start because I could definitely speak a lot on that. Um, you did hit me at a good time, I guess you can say, with that because I did actually have to let a guy go today. Um, oh, wow. Th- and you're th- still th- on the podcast. Thanks for uh, – <laughs> I thought I was having a wild day, man. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, long story short, think of it this way. Um, this past week, while I have been sending the guys out to do the the cuts by themselves, whenever we do landscape jobs, which is uh, – half of our schedule right now is beginning of the week we do landscaping, end of the week we do lawns.
0: ever wish every day was donut friday us too but we can't help with that talk with one of our fleet advisors no pressure no hassle call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash paul to learn more gps track it you can count on
1: jobber to keep your business organized
0: Designed for landscaping professionals, the Z700 series zero-turn mowers from Kubota are the best in class in performance, productivity, comfort, and durability. You'll love the commercial-grade engines, durable spindle assembly, and a low profile with 14-inch wheels.
2: We have it split up that I'll still be in the truck for the landscaping jobs while they go out and do the lawns. But this past week, because of Equip Expo, we had jobs set for certain days that I wasn't here. And I was like, guys, listen. This is going to be somewhat of a test. I want to see, like, hey, I went my foreman to the job site and I said, this is what has to get done. Um, you can talk to the customer, blah, blah, blah. And the customer knew that because I always like being transparent. I like to at least give my employees, when it comes to retaining them, let them. For lack of a better term, let them fly, let them go on their own. You know what I mean? And give them more responsibility, but not more than what you're paying them, I guess you can say, because you got to think of it this way. Like you said, I start guys at $15 an hour. And the way I look at it as I don't mind teaching somebody if they have never even picked up a weed eater. I don't mind. As you learn equipment, and I know that you're responsible enough to, you know, you're not going to clip somebody's fence or scalp the grass with a weed eater or something like that, then I'll give you a raise. You could get that raise very quickly because if you're the type of person that learns quickly, I will return the favor. If you do a good job, you get a raise. Um, You learn the mowers. You know what I mean? We, we have only stand on mowers. Now we run Toro. We we only, uh, we have an X mark star as the 36. uh, But we all, other than that, we all have all Toro. If you learn a piece of equipment, you get a raise. Um, for obvious reasons, if you need to call out sick, just let me know. But for another thing, obvious reasons, if you show up late and don't call, if you are a no call, no show, I do write that down. It is all just return the favor to your employees that if they treat you well, you treat them well. I like constantly surprising them like, Hey, whenever you get back, uh, like shoot me a text or something like that, two or three houses before you're done. And I go out and I get a whole feast, you know, on a Friday, i give them food on Friday. You know what I mean? They love nice. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, to, to retain the employees, you just really got to show them that they are not just a person there to make you money, but they are there. You know, this is not a job. It is. I. You always hear the, the expression. If you're having fun, it's not a job. You know what I mean? I want my guys to feel like they're not coming here just to get paid, that they're having fun to do what they love. You know what I mean?
1: Totally. Well, It's it's a tough sell. I mean, we, we, as a business owner, we're passionate about it, but, but guys that are just laborers, it's very, very difficult mm-hmm. to, to keep them motivated. So I'm always asking the question just so you can share some insights and, and as a community, we can, um, like Naylor said something really good at the influencer live about we need to elevate the industry, like raise our prices mm-hmm. and, and, uh, I, I'm not saying it as eloquently as Naylor said it, but uh, it was really good what he mentioned in well, influencer live. go ahead I'll,
2: I'll tell you what that that is exactly another point that I want to touch on that I think it was um Alex Kirby who said that uh, you got to call up some guys in your area and find out what they charge <laughs> I apologize um find out what they charge and then that is basically where you want to be. You don't don't want to be the guy that's undercutting. You also don't want to be the guy that's like too high, except for the fact that that's what we actually are in my area. I know there's guys cutting properties at $35, and it is just wild to me that they, they think they might be making money. I mean, there's like acre properties that whether the customer is being truthful or not, will tell me, oh, my last guy did it for 20. And then I'm like, all right, go call him. You know what I mean? But we our price, We don't drop our gate for anything less than 50. I know the average in my area is about 40, 45, but we always tell customers if they tell us 50 is too high, I mean, in my office, I literally have this whole thing that says, when someone says your price is too high, you say, okay, what are you comparing that to in the sense that what, what did your last guy do? Because this is what we offer. Not only is this what we offer, but we will always come on, let's say, a Friday. Worst case scenario, if there's rain, we have a text update system that tells you, "Hey, because of rain, we'll come on Thursday or Saturday." Blah blah blah. Um, and this whole year, I've been using YardBook. I actually, just recently switched to Jobber. Um, but it's all about how reliable you can be, and that the customer doesn't have to worry when the yard's going to get done, or you know, if you're going to break something or something like that. Again, you got to have insurance. Blah blah blah. So it's not just knowing your worth, but yes, it, you, you're out here to make money. You're not out here just to be another one of the landscapers. What separates you from everybody else, you know?
1: Yeah, that's that's
2: good. You
1: mentioned uh, you had an event uh, at, on Wednesday, and uh, that you spoke with Calphys and, and Blake, mm-hmm. and I, I'm seeing uh, Steel Cuts, I think, was a part of that. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about how this community has um, helped you uh, in your business and in your life and just kind of how you've, you, you know, kind of pioneer and trying to, to rally people together. I absolutely love it. I, I can't keep track of mm. I Wednesday night, man. I was, I think I was in bed while y'all were, uh, I went to the show and I, I, I drove home actually the traffic, man, that parking lot was wild. Uh, bunch of guys in trucks trying to fight through the medians. It was, it was wild. Oh, yeah. But I, I literally, I went right back and I went to bed. So I, I, uh, uh anyway, these social events get me, but uh, tell, tell, tell us about it.
2: So, so long story short, I, I don't remember how it came about, but yeah. So Cedric with steel cuts and Cornell with max landscaping. Uh, We're two great friends or three great friends, I guess you can say um, that when it comes to the fact that Tuesday night, Mitchell had his event and then Naylor had uh, his event on Thursday night. We're like, all right, well, everyone's going to be kind of either doing their own thing Wednesday or not have anything. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. let's try doing something Wednesday. Um, And we had a fairly good turnaround. You know, these are guys with small followings, but hey, you know, modest will grow. It is what it is. Um, we were telling people about it and we had a good turnaround. We said, you know, uh, Cornell was giving out tickets to, uh, LAL and I was doing a thousand dollar giveaway that I will say that night I announced, you know what, this is something that's going, we're going to continue. We're going to do it next year and it will be a $5,000 giveaway. I'm going to say that again on your podcast. Maybe I'll I'll roll out of bed for five. There you go. So I'll tell you what, if you are not in the uh, road to equip expo uh, group on Facebook, join that. Um, Obviously if you're not following me on Instagram, TJ loan and landscape, you can also follow max landscaping and steel cuts. Uh, Those are going to we're going to obviously as it gets closer, let's say September, October next year, post about it. But the tournament was great. Blake Albertson was there. Keith Kelfis was there um, and it was awesome. We we catered it. We talked to them about um, it it was at um, Guy Fieri Smokehouse and the food was great. We talked to them. It was very last second. We talked to them about next year, renting out a room and actually having it like catered, catered rather than just ordering food as we needed it. But it was great, and yes, the the networking there I think was even better because the fact that not too many people knew about it it was fairly last second was so much easier to talk to everybody else. And I will say, for anybody who doesn't either know who Keith Kelfus is or listens to his, uh, his watches videos and stuff like that, you have to. That guy knows how to talk and how to say things that you're gonna remember. I like talking with Blake Alberson because if you think about it. He's one of the younger guys learn from the younger guys that it is possible, you know, that he was talking about how just when he was 2021, that he had this huge business. And now I believe he's 26 and, and, you know, wife and kids, I can't imagine within three years, I'll have what he has, but I always say, don't compare yourself to somebody else. The, the event was awesome. I appreciate wow, it. Wow, Blake's 26? I'm almost positive he said 26. I could
1: be wrong. Oh, rolling. my gosh. I remember when he when I started watching his YouTube channel, he hadn't gone through puberty yet, or he was just going through puberty when he started on YouTube. So he was a shy kid, and you could tell his voice was, like, cracking, and he was struggling a little bit.
2: Well, and, Paul, I do know that uh, it might come as a shock to you with this very amazing masculine beard. I'm only 12 years old. I'm <laughs>
1: I thought you were 23. I am 23. <laughs> yeah, well it's, it's wild, man. I just interviewed a guy, episode will probably be out next week. He's 19 years old, and uh, it's just so cool to see uh, you guys who are young, who are building these businesses and hopefully investing your money and getting compound interest, and by the time you're in your 40s and 50s, because Caleb Allman and myself and even Fullerton to some extent I mean, we got a decade under our belt where we were we were glorified, chucking the trucks, making all these mistakes. There were no podcasts. There were no uh, people weren't sharing this information. So we're just out there uh, learning through the school of experience. And to see you, young guys—not that you're super young—but I mean, you have such a bright future. It's crazy. You're going to be multimillionaires um, if you just keep doing what you're doing and 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 don't make any dumb decisions. You're going right. to be very very successful. Um, on into your 40s and 50s and 60s and, and, and whatnot.
2: And I'll tell you what, because this is a with I, with, I don't know how much time we have left, but with uh, I know one thing I think Mike Andy's touched on was the, you know, debt free business type of thing, blah, blah, blah. And if you guys know, I know I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Uh, Tigrin, um, He said he had, I think, like over $300,000 in debt. But like all this money in the bank, blah, blah, blah. So I, the way I look at that, everybody wants to have a debt-free business. I will tell you guys right now, I don't, I do have things that are financed, but it's one of those things. You have to have that happy medium that not only are you comfortable with the payments you have to make, you know what I mean? I'm not telling you go out and then go finance a $70,000 truck. I'm not saying that, but at times it's like, yes, you can rent equipment or at what point does it make sense to go buy it? You know what I mean? And make money off of it. The most recent piece of equipment that we actually did finance was our aerator, but we financed it and it was paid off in less than a month because of the amount of work that we had. So that's when I think like financing something is perfectly fine. You know what I mean? It's one cut. of those things. Yeah. I mean, at a young age, I look at it more like I like to finance things because if I know I can pay it off, build credit. That's how I look at it.
1: Well, I, I don't like that, but well, well, <laughs> you ain't gonna convince me, man. But but I understand, and and the cool thing about I have a bookkeeper, Megan and Joey, mm-hmm. and they deal with a lot of um, businesses, Troy, who do choose to go the route of debt. But it, it's good to bring in an outside consultant that can look at your numbers. When you're looking at adding a piece of equipment or a vehicle or a trailer or a storage facility or things of that nature and and have a professional look at your numbers and and be honest, if you are going to go that route of what you can afford and what you can't afford, because that makes it so easy where I could go spend $100,000 tomorrow. Um, on debt and get all this stuff that I don't need. So just having a professional who actually knows their numbers to look at our businesses and say, hey, you know, proceed with caution or, you know, maybe that's not a good idea. So I, I would right. say that because I know Andy Mulder and, and others who who go the debt free route are rare. Um, but they are out there. And, and if you are going to take on debt, um it is a risk, but there are rewards. But I, I just say Make sure you're not the only one calling the shots, that there's actual um, bookkeepers, accountants, tax tax planners that know your numbers that can look and say if this is uh, responsible or if this is just um, you need to go take a cold shower. You've been watching Instagram and and you saw somebody with something nice. And it's hard after going to a quit because you come back and it's like, oh, man i could i could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars there it's just wow that's cool that's shiny that's nice wow that's gonna be efficient
2: i just uh this this year i actually brought a buddy of mine it was his first year equip expo the first 30 seconds of that video that i had put out um i asked him i'm like hey evan how's your first equip expo so far and he goes smells like credit card debt (laughs) man i'll tell
1: you what there's a lot of cool stuff but the reason i honestly go isn't the equipment it's the people i mean it's Hanging out with Fullerton and, and, and Caleb and meeting so many new folks. Um, I met so many new people. It's just like. There's quality people in this industry That are trying to build successful businesses So I, I, I go for the networking And the equipment's all just a uh, bonus So it,
2: There's so many people that I hear They'll they'll ask like, hey, how's he Poop Expo? You, I saw you met so-and-so uh, And then they'll, they'll ask me the question Like, oh, are they like a, as conceited Or, you know, whatever as they seem In their videos? And I'm like, no, you know I've met all these people and it's funny Some of them, they again, they come up to me Or if I go up to them and they're just so down-to-earth And very nice, they, it's like they want to talk to you. You know what I mean? I look at it as when you have all these people coming up to you and asking questions, it's almost even better because it's more information that you can retain more people to talk like, Hey, how's your business going? And like I said before, I, I take information from people who either, yes, have a bigger business than I do or a smaller business and a bigger business. It's like, Hey, I never thought to, you know, run my business this way or You know, go this route and it helps out. And then these guys with smaller businesses, same thing. I would have never thought like to, you know, run my business this way, yada, yada, yada. And it is just crazy to me how, even sometimes when people have no idea, they've never touched a lawnmower, it's looking outside the box. You would have never had an idea that this person does. You just sometimes you just got to listen. You know what I mean? That's what Equip Expo was. I talked to so many people wrote down in my phone, some notes that I took. And as soon as I got home, I made changes (laughs) last year. I spent a lot of money when I got back from, uh, from GIE. Yeah, (laughs) totally.
1: What's one piece of practical advice, Troy, you give to somebody who's just starting out.
2: Uh, don't get ahead. I know you said one piece, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't compare yourself to somebody else in the sense. Don't move too fast. You know what I mean? I, I know when I was starting off, I moved too fast. I wanted to be that guy that had this piece of equipment had that piece of equipment and I'll throw all, you know what I'll even say, i kind of probably even still do have that mentality in the sense, you know, I want to show people that, you know, we have this equipment and we can get this job done for you, blah, blah, blah. That that is probably not the best idea to have capitalize on what you have know what jobs you can get done and always know the best job that, you know, has your best ROI. And for people who don't know that return on investment, if you are going to be doing, um, let's say landscaping, lawn treatment, yada, 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 lawn treatment is more, you have like spring and fall are your best times to do it, but always know what's bringing in the most profit and capitalize on that. Everyone always says, you know, mowing is not going to be the huge, what makes you money. Some businesses, all they do is mowing. So that's not 100 percent true. It is how you operate your business. Capitalize on what makes you the most money and do not get ahead of yourself. Well said, Troy. Very well. said. Well, how can people connect with you on the
1: interwebs and uh, what's your uh, YouTube channel? Go go ahead and shout out um, all your information for people to connect with you.
2: Uh, my main two things are Instagram and YouTube. It's just TJ loan and landscape. I, uh, I've been trying to get on TikTok. I've seen some guys do that, but you know, it's one of those things. That's just another thing you got to keep up on. So I've been slacking on that, but yeah, Instagram and YouTube, TJ loan and landscape. Uh, I try to do actually some giveaways. My main thing on YouTube is uh, helping out the young guy. Um, like I said, at the event, we gave a thousand dollars at the beginning of the year when those stimulus checks went out, I, I don't like handouts myself. So I gave out $1,200 worth of equipment. Um, go, go subscribe to the YouTube and, uh, just obviously look out for videos like that. I do giveaways and I always try to, you know, help out the young guy with, uh, growing successful business.
1: Nice. You're like the Mr. Beast of lawn care, man. You try to be, we'll see. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. He gives away crazy stuff. Oh Um, yeah. Is it, well, is
2: there anything we're leaving out here that needs addressed or did we Um, cover it all? I definitely think I covered everything I want to talk about and I can't appreciate you enough for having me on. Cool. Well, it's great
1: to connect, uh, Troy, and uh, I appreciate your time, my man. Thank you so much. I
2: appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening.
1: Cool. Well, I will end the recording right there. I'll send it off to my producer. We have, uh, I don't know how many episodes ahead of you, so if maybe middle or late next week it'll come out i don't i don't know mr producer's schedule but anyway i I just upload the file into a google drive and he takes it from there but it i'll definitely tag you and everything when it goes live so um stay tuned
2: i appreciate it thank you so much for having me
1: yeah thanks for squeezing into squeezing us into your crazy busy schedule
2: it's all good i'll tell you i i really do hope uh and this is probably getting my head of myself. I would love, if not next year, sometime maybe even next year, if I can get on stage at Equip Expo, I, I like my – I want to talk. I want people to not only hear the story that I have, and in a totally not conceited way, I do really just want to give out information to everybody else. And that's kind of why I started YouTube, you know? Totally. Well, Nay- Naylor's the
1: one, the man with the plan with all that. I, yeah. I just I just go where they tell me. But I, I definitely just keep showing up, and, and you never mm-hmm. know when they'll call your numbers. So. Oh, yeah. But
2: again, I, I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Good connecting, man. We'll be in touch. You got it. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, you too. See ya. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation
1: with TJ. I wanted to uh, take a little gander here, Marty, the ratings and reviews. It's been a minute since we shouted out a rating and review. And I want to say thank you to everyone who leaves these. Uh, social proof is everything in the online culture that we are in today. We have 340 ratings in the Apple podcast. I want to say thank you to every single person that has taken the time to leave one of those. Uncle Fodder, thanks for the five-star rating and review. He says another great show, and uh, he wrote uh, several sentences there, and I appreciate all the kind words there. Uncle Fodder, let's see who else we got, Mr. Producer. LBK Lawn and Order, five stars. Yeah, of course, it's, we're not going to read like a three-star review. <laughs> Only the five stars. We appreciate them. Five stars. He said, great podcast. Paul shares great advice and brings on amazing guests to help us in the green industry business. I especially enjoy the book reviews. It's always run out of podcasts uh, by lunch, and it's nice to have recommended books to switch over to. I'll have more of those uh, coming your way as I've been binging audiobooks like crazy myself. I'll share with you guys which ones I like. Which ones are flops, which ones not to get. But uh, more times than not, I I listen to some stellar audiobooks. So that's a good idea. I'll do another show on those. Daniel Lapping, guys, I'm telling you, that's that's what I've been binging lately. Uh, It's really good stuff. Uh, That was LBK Lawn and Order. uh, Envision Lawn and Landscape. Thanks for the five star rating and review. He says uh, he's working through year three of his business. He's a small town guy. No, he owns a small lawn and landscape company. Maybe he's in a big city. I read that wrong. But thanks, Envision Lawn and Landscape, for a five star review. Says great podcast. Heatwave Landscape uh, said podcasting finest. Five stars. Appreciate it. True Land CEO, if you don't listen, you'll never know. Now, I appreciate all these um, sentences you guys write. Like, that's, that's very, very kind. I'm not reading all of them, um, like all the things you wrote, but it's the, the more you write in the world of social proof. It, it, the more credibility it brings to the show. So I'm just saying thank you that you guys would take the time out of your day uh, to leave us a rating and a review. We'll do one more, Marty, because this this just makes me happy to see this. MC1019, I don't know how you guys come up with your username, but he says, content you can't afford to miss, five stars. I've recently added this to my podcast library. I have to say I look forward to every episode. The story from the guests and Paul's own experience provide far more than just business tips. MC 1019. All right, well, we'll leave it at that. Thank you guys for the ratings and reviews and friends. If you've been enjoying the programming, it would mean the world to us. If you could do us a solid wherever you listen Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Jason Creel. If you left me a rating and review, Jason, all the, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave that alone. But <laughs> just drop us a rating and review, guys. We would certainly appreciate it. Um, and thank you to everyone who's already done that. Uh, In Apple, all you do is basically click on the write a review and you leave how many stars you think the show's worth. Of course, we would hope that you would drop five stars. That would help. And then if you write a sentence or two, that builds even more uh, credibility of what you like about the show. Um, We would definitely appreciate the feedback. And it goes a long way in the social media interweb world that we live in where people look at ratings and reviews. So thanks for listening. Smash that follow button. Hope to catch you in the next episode and hope you will leave us a rating and review in the meantime. You need to increase your prices to earn more, but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices. I've assembled the price increase letter template. It's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the price increase letter template
0: today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.